Quick disclaimer, all information, content, and material of this podcast are the opinions of the speakers and is for the informational purpose only and not intended to serve as a substitute for the consultation, diagnosis, and or medical treatment of a qualified healthcare provider. Welcome to the Untethered Podcast. I am your host, Hallie Balkin. I'm a certified orofacial myologist, feeding specialist, and mentor. This podcast is all about getting your questions answered and collaborating with colleagues to bring you the most up-to-date information in the orofacial myofunctional therapy, tethered oral tissue, and airway space. I challenge you to keep an open mind and join my mission to get this information out to the masses. Let's get started. Hi, and welcome to episode 68 of the Untethered Podcast. It's me, your host, Hallie, and we are doing part four of our six-part mini business series. I am really excited about today's topic. Today's topic is about niching down in your business. And this is actually such an important topic that I made it an entire pillar of our Mayo membership that we will be releasing at the end of August. Now, the big question is to niche or not to niche, right? And how to market your niche if you decide to. If you decide to niche, I should say. Now, what does this even mean, right? So for some of you, some people call it a niche, some people call it a niche. Um, I like the word niche, so that's what we're gonna go with. (laughs) But quite frankly, niching down is the most surefire way to one, become more specialized or become a specialist, if you will, but also it is a really great way if you're looking to become that person for a particular type of treatment in your area, then niching down is the way to go. So we're going to focus on what that means, right? And, And in the speech pathology profession, for example, you know, you can niche down and specialize in working with children with autism or, you know, working with feeding or swallowing patients or really just focusing on speech sound disorders or, you know, working with kids who have language dis- language um, disorders and who might be that might be translating to their writing at an elementary or middle school level you know and so there's just so many ways you can niche down there is not just one niche but for all intents and purposes and because of what this podcast is about we're going to specifically frame it around niching down in the myofunctional therapy space because that is absolutely what I did for myself. I first became more niche as a feeding therapist and a specialist who was working with young children who were having trouble expanding their food repertoire, but then also realizing that there's often a oral motor, sensory motor really, um, sensory motor component to that. And so that was the population that I was treating. And then, you know, we we realized or I realized that I was really missing out by not having the training as an orofacial myologist and offering this um, this part of the practice to this part of what's in my scope of practice, I should say, uh, to my patients. And so I niched down even further and became even more highly specialized in working with patients who have feeding disorders, but who also present with orofacial myofunctional disorders or OMDs. So... The big question, right? To niche or not to niche? Determining how you will make up your caseload and present yourself to professionals and clients determines the answer to this question for you, right? It's basically like, what do you want your business to look like? What do you want your caseload to look like? Even if you're working for somebody else, what do you specialize in? What are you really good at? What can you do in your sleep, right? Obviously, yes, we all need to have continuing education. Nobody knows everything. We all know that, right? But 
What is the thing that lights you up and that you enjoy doing the most? Because that is going to give you a good indication of what you might want to become specialized in or niche down in, right? And I will say that when you become specialized, when you niche down, that also gives you the ability to increase your rates. And I know that a lot of people in our space have a really hard time talking about money and they say they don't get into this to make money. And that is very true. But I also think that we need to respect our profession and look at what happens when you go to a specialist, when you go to other specialists in the medical field, because as speech language pathologists, as registered dental hygienists, OTs, PTs, whoever might be on the team involved, all of these professions can specialize. And what happens is when somebody does specialize and they're not just a generalist, they can also they can request a higher fee for that service because of all of their money spent on continuing ed, their time, their energy, their experience, right? People want the specialist who is going to get them the results, get them in, get them out. And that often costs more money. Okay. And I'm spending time talking about that for a minute. We will get into a money podcast episode later in this series, um, or in the next two parts of this series, I should say, as we're already in part four. But it's okay to charge more when you are highly specialized, okay? So that's number one. All right, but how do we determine our niche? It's not really number one. Actually, we're going to get into number one now, which is how do we determine our niche, okay? So I already kind of alluded to this. Number one, you want to determine your passion, your interests, like, right? It might be Mayo, but maybe it is Mayo and feeding for an SLP, or um, maybe it is working with a specific age group. Maybe it's like four to 10-year-olds. Maybe it's adults in the Mayo world. Maybe it is, you know, working with infants who are having a hard time with feeding. And, you know, we know that we're born with OMDs, with orofacial myofunctional disorders and potentially tethered oral tissues if they're present. So maybe your focus is more geared towards that, you know, birth to three population and you're a feeding specialist with a background in TOTS and Mayo um, or additional training in that space, right? you can get super specific with your niche and that's going to help others in the community understand who to refer to you, right? They're not going to know who to refer if they don't know what it is that you do or what you specialize in. So that's number one. Number two is that we want to identify the problem in our specific niche that we can solve. And we're going to market specifically to those problems, okay? I don't like calling these things red flags. I like using positive language. That's just a personal preference. I think that it resonates better with parents and people who need the services um, for themselves or their children. Putting fear into patients can freeze them in their tracks and prevent them for another six months or so from getting the services they need until they finally realize like, holy cow, I can't wait any longer. Like, let me finally do this, right? You could say something like, you or your child may need myo if. And you can still focus on what some in the marketing world will call pain points, right? Like they're picky eaters, they drool as a result of their mouth being open, they have a tongue thrust. I know, I know some people don't like that term, but that's what's used widely. So I use it. Um, Basically, you want to understand the keywords that others are using to market Mayo or whatever your niche is. And you can often see this on people's websites. And you want to basically say like, you or your child may need this service if you're experiencing these things. 
But we don't want to say like, if your child's getting bullied, if your child has food falling out of their mouth, if your child's a really messy eater. Um, I think that when we get into a lot of those negatives, it brings up a lot of emotion for parents and it's the wrong kind of emotion to bring up. They don't react positively to that and they will pick the person who speaks to them in the way that delivers that same kind of information but in a more positive way because it's going to make them feel a little better like, oh yeah, my child my child has trouble with some of that and oh, you can help me. Great. Right? They're going to be open to hearing that versus hearing like, oh, here's someone else just telling me what's wrong with my child again. Okay? So think about that or an adult. It could be an adult who's been experiencing this their whole life too. Um, so that's number two is identifying the problem in your specific niche that you can solve and marketing to those problems using positive language. And then number three is researching your competition. Okay? If there is no competition in your area, great. You can move on to number four. <laughs> um, get on it, right? Get in there and start being that specialist. If there is competition, that's totally okay because like we talked about in the prior episode, not every patient who comes through your door who has the need with the, you know, who you have the solution to their problem, like they're not all going to be right for you. That is okay. Nobody bats a thousand, okay? So just keep in mind that it's good to know who's out there and it's it's good to understand like what other people are offering in your area just for your own knowledge. Now, I will tell you that when I actually started in business, I had complete blinders on. I put on my, my sunglasses and I just powered straight ahead. I did not pay attention to anything. So if that for you is going to bring things up and it's going to cause, you know, some internal triggers and you're just going to be like, oh, I can't do this, then don't look. Just don't look, right? This is not like a hard, fast rule. I'm just giving you some ideas so you can figure out like, is there anybody else out doing there? What are they offering? Like, is what I'm gonna offer like the same, different? Like, how is mine different? Because you will get patients who, if they know that other person and then they come to you and they've spoken with both of you, they may ask how your services are different. So it's good to know that information or to at least be prepared to say, hey, well, this is what I do. Okay, it's it's not your job to compare your services to anybody else's. Just just say you don't need to say mine is different than so and so's because X, Y, and Z. No, you can't possibly know that unless you've gone through their therapy program, and you probably will not have done that, being that you're somebody who provides that service. So, you can use like what competitors put on their website to understand what they're offering, just so you're aware of what's out there, right? But also use that to speak to what you do, but not against what they do. We are never looking to speak about the other person. We never want to put down another colleague. You have no clue what they're doing if you have not physically been the parent of a child or been a patient yourself going through their program. So I am very against speaking against other colleagues or ever throwing somebody else under the bus. That is not how I do business. Um, so that's number three, right? With researching your competition. Number four, determine profitability, right? So if it's on a website, you can very clearly see what others in your area charge for the same services. You can see if they're certified or not. Are you certified? You know, in whatever whatever it is you want to provide, whether it's you're a certified oral facial myologist like I am, or you are certified in some other approach for a different specialty or niche, um, that's you kind of want to figure out like what am I up against here? Who else does what I do? Uh, you know, what other specialties do you hold? Can they be combined with myofunctional therapy? You know, for example, I've talked about how I specialize in feeding and myo, and they often go hand in hand, especially for my young kiddos, right? I get a lot of calls for feeding. So keep that in mind. Also, are there certain things that can help you increase like your procession rate? Can you travel to the client? 
can you combine specialties? Um, you know, maybe you're the thumb sucking elimination pro in your area. Maybe you're the pill swallowing professional. Maybe you're a swallowing or feeding expert. Um, maybe you're the lisp elimination lady. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Whatever. Like, and these are just things I'm literally just batting out, you know, off the tip of my tongue. So don't come after me for like these random titles I just came up with. Um, the idea though is like, what is it that you do and what can you combine with your your other specialty to really niche down further? Um, you know, are you taking additional continuing ed courses? Like what makes you the expert in your area? What makes you the go-to person? That can also in turn, like I've said, help you increase your rates. Um, all right, so that's number four, determining profitability and like how what's gonna what's gonna make you get from point A to point B from a rate standpoint and why should why sh why are you commending these rates? Why should people pay you what you're asking for? Okay, and then number five is test your niche, create your website or update your current one. Make sure it's on there. Blog on the topic so that you become relevant according to Google, right? And then you'll start coming up in Google searches. You'll become uh, relevant in Google's eyes for them to share your website. Then tie it to your Facebook business page. Connect it. Right? Make sure you have a Facebook business page that talks to the work that you're doing, not just like, oh, hey, I have a private practice. Like, talk about your specialty, talk about your niche. And then let the world know that you're actually open for business and that you've added this new division or specialty or niche or whatever you want to call it. Right. And then, you know, and then take it from there. So, that really covers, and I know that was a lot of information in a short little powered through podcast episode. But the whole idea here is that niching down, right? And how to do that. I've, I've talked about how to do that. Niching down can really, it can up your income and it can take you, it can help set you apart from others in your area, right? So we talked about several things here, five things. One, determine your passion or interest to figure out what your niche would be. Number two, identify the problem in your specific niche that you can solve and market to those problems, but use positive language. Number three, research your competition. Number four, determine profitability. And number five, test your niche, right? Because without testing and knowing whether or not it's going to be profitable, what is the point in the first place? I will tell you that pretty much anything that we are doing, like those of you who are on this podcast, there is a major need for the work that you're doing. So you should be very successful in going out and niching down and providing these services. Um, so I hope that was helpful. I love the whole topic of niching down to up your income. That is why, like I've said, I made it an entire pillar in the Mayo membership. You can go to themyomembership.com to learn more, get on the wait list. We're doing a free training the last week of August, and then we will open the doors for four days only to join the Mayo membership program. I look forward to seeing you guys uh, or chatting with you guys on the next two installments of this mini business series, and I'll talk to you later. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you want to hear more of these Mayo Tots airway and feeding related episodes, be sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or pledge a small amount on patreon.com forward slash the untethered podcast. If you found value, others you know in this space will too. So be sure to share this episode on your social media platforms and join us over on Facebook, on my Facebook page at Hallie Balkan Biz, on Instagram at, at Hallie Balkan, and you can head over to the untetheredpodcast.com to grab a copy of the show notes um, where you can also subscribe to be kept up to date on the latest podcast episodes. 